The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. on The Viewpoint. 8.23 is the time song as well indeed of the viewpoint. Enough about me. Let's get cracking on some of the issues that society from time to time has to engage. Now, why civil society needs to play a bigger role. A conversation with Ms. Togombumluana, chairperson, South African woman in dialogue. We hear from all quarters of the country that we are in a state of crisis, depending on, I suppose, the extent of the crisis, depending on who you speak to, increasingly, nonetheless, The term failed state comes to the fore due to the disarray in which national and local government operates, business and ordinary citizens find themselves in continuously. The energy insecurity, which has been the bane of the country for the best part now of this century. In short, many things simply not going right. And even nature has a way of just moving us in that general undesirable direction. And then there's a blast underground in the city of Johannesburg, and you just wonder how long it will take for that road, which is very important to the national economy, especially in terms of how it moves people between home and points of work. And the fact that it's taking place in the heart of the city of Johannesburg, look how long it's taken the road in Hendrik Potkite to be resuscitated and still going strong. The point is, does, or the question rather is, is there a role for civil society to play, me and you at home? Other than to simply critique and wait for the cycle of five years for local government and national government elections, what more is it that we can do? That is the question. You at home, could you be just as responsible for the state of the nation as government and its or her agencies are? Ms. Mbumlana, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Ms. Togon Mbumlana, Chairperson, South African Women in Dialogue. Answer this question for us, please, or at least lead us to a point where we can actually engage this conversation with a sense of responsibility and a distribution of culpability. Thank you. I start by congratulating you for summiting Kilimanjaro. In fact, I think it's the best way to start this conversation because what we have is a mountain of life. Mm. Uh, we all have to summit life. And uh, the role of civil society is precisely that, to say to people, even with Kilimanjaro looking huge, it is possible with passion, mm. with commitment, with dreaming that a world can be a better place for all. We dare not lose hope that if we work together, things can change for the better. So that's all we were trying to do in this uh, statement that we have produced to say to people, things are not good. We can sit and complain, but ours is to be in solidarity with each other, to hold hands and to say, how can we make South Africa better? Because somehow things are not going well for all of us, as you are saying. Maybe, as you say, we must take responsibility that we we step back and assume that uh, those who have elected have got the sole responsibility for governing us and making this country better. We now realize it is not possible. Mm. We have to also raise our, 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 our uh, hands and work harder 
to make sure that, and our voices, and our voices, so that we are here to be saying the right things. I just hope that we can somehow sort out the technical challenges it pertains to the sound. I was starting to lose you at the end there, Ms. Tokombumlona. Here's hoping that the production team is already on top of it. I do believe they will be chairperson of the South African Women in Dialogue. Let me ask this question, and I do hope that you get this, Ms. Togo. How important, as a precursor to correcting a society's challenges, problems, or raising a society's developmental index score, whatever that index score is, how important is the matter of society's ethics, the moral compass of that society, those things which are not reduced to law, but are just fundamentals of the composition of the people who are of that society, to mm-hmm. come to those agreements, whatever those agreements are, that certain things in this society are simply not going to be tolerated. And how do we get to a point where there is this basic consensus that certain things are simply not going to fly in this society, irrespective of what the conditions are, and for us to be able to move from zero to one, from one to two, as this society, these are the non-negotiables of the society's moral compass and fiber. How do we get to a point where there are just those basic social, socially accepted norms? I think, Songhezo, uh, we need to be able to raise our voices like we are doing now, have this conversation about what is acceptable and what is not acceptable in our society. And when it's not acceptable, even if it's a small action mm. of dishonesty, of not doing what you ought to be doing, of dodging at work, of doing wrong things when you know that it is wrong, but because it's for me, I, me, myself, as a friend usually say, we should actually ask ourselves those questions every time we take decisions. Is this the right thing to do? Is, is, it, is it working for me, for my society, for my community? And uh, sometimes I used to say to people, um, if it were to be in the public, would you be proud that we have, we have done what we have, we have, we have done? Uh, or would you want to hide in shame? But to be honest, there are people who no longer have that sense of shame. And that's what we should really have a reset on. Does to make people know what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. Sis Togo, does hunger not change the dynamic? Does desperation not change the dynamic? Does what, for instance, you and I see on television being the reports of how government conducts government's business, corruption, lack of accountability, waste, indifference, the lethargy that has come to characterize service delivery. If, if, mm-hmm. if that is what I see and if that is what I engage and if that is what I am exposed to, which is so commonplace, mm-hmm. which then begets this sense of hunger in our society, hunger for access to social services, healthcare, social mm-hmm. development, education, and then it, if you like, threatens my existence, it threatens my survival, or I have to get mm-hmm. into survivalist mode, 
at that point, can I still be rational? Can I still be expected to move a certain way when my most basic of needs are threatened and sometimes not met? Well, I think uh, we actually, uh, uh, when we got our democracy, did something which I personally and a few of people around us thought it was a mistake to say to our society, I'll do it all for you. Uh, it took away the agency. It took away the sense of we are of a developmental approach to life. What are my responsibilities? What are your responsibilities? If I don't have something uh, and someone has something, the one who has should actually be restless. Restless that I need a society where we all have the basic, but we, we shied away from that. Having said that, we also need a society where civil society is respected. People on the ground, there are lots of people who are doing such good work, but they are not given space, their work is not amplified. Because people will have hope if they live in a context where we all work together to try and make a difference. But I agree with you. The research should also be at higher levels of people we, we, we elected and people who no longer have a common vision of what it means to be a South African. We just don't seem to be getting there to work. What does it mean to be a human being, a, to have a human face in terms of what is my dignity as a human being? And to be honest, we have a very good constitution that says it all, but we don't seem to allow it to guide us in some of the things we do. It is possible because once we give up hope, it will be a lawless, a restless, a state that we will not be proud of. We have to continue. So South African Women in Dialogue is actually made up of women who say, despite everything else, we volunteer. We want to be part of the solution in making sure that we fight poverty. Let's engage some of these we thoughts that, that have been raised. Let's raise some questions here from what you are saying. You yes. at home, you are listening to this conversation. And I'm just going to ask frankly, are you at home happy with your contribution in ensuring that South Africa becomes the country you want it to be for yourself and for the generation after you, your children? Are, are you sitting at home with a pen and paper and scoring yourself at 10 or a 9, or an 8 out of 10 because of what you do on a day-to-day -day basis to ensure that South Africa improves? Do you even bother to think that far? In other words, you at home, how would you rate yourself in contributing to the building of South Africa for the purposes of ensuring more and more we have a positive outlook, we have positive results. I'm in conversation with Ms. Togombumlona, chairperson, South African woman in dialogue. After the break, we're taking calls, please. 086 000 2032.
give me an honest account of what you are doing. In other words, if you were the government and your actions were those that were then scrutinized, would you pass the litmus test of governance? And if not, what prevents you? I mean, you, you can't be in a South African society, surely, and be indifferent mm. about what is happening. For better, for worse, you just can't be indifferent. You can't. It's there. It's not there. It doesn't matter. I'll just move on. Because if anything, fence is are probably a bigger problem than those who take positions, for better, for worse. So after the break, you at home, 086-000-2032. Answer this basic question. If you were to score yourself out of 10 in terms of your contribution to the society that you have, which is your community, which is your city, which is your province, which is your country, how would you rate yourself? And if you don't rate yourself highly, where do you think your contribution as an individual lies? After the break, we're on. Public Affairs with Songhez We continue the conversation with Ms. Tokombumdwan, the chairperson, South Africa Woman in Dialogue. Why civil society needs to play a bigger role. Is there perhaps a more specific role or a more nuanced approach to engaging South Africa's challenges specifically engaging it through the woman question, whatever you make of this woman question, define it. But it, it, it would appear as though there's a disproportionate impact on women occasioned by the social ills of society. And within that layer as well, you go to children. And within that mm -hmm. layer as well, you go mm -hmm. to persons who are elderly and persons yeah. with disabilities. In other words, it's not a one-size-fits-all in terms of the impact of the lack of social progress. Women bear the brunt of it over men. Children, because of their inherent vulnerability, more than those classes. And the more you go, the greater the impact lack of development has depending on a particular designated group for present purposes though let's focus on women in south africa you know um poverty has a face and we believe that uh, the face of poverty in south africa as we say in this statement is black is african and it's women in particular and women and children because as Saweed, we believe that uh, in order to fight poverty, we should focus on the family. Now, family in its diverse forms in South Africa, you mm -hmm. have single parent homes, we have child-headed homes, you've got uh, uh, all types of, of families. But if we really are serious even about issues of morality, as we were talking about, and activism. We have to build citizens and young people who are not selfish, who care for others around them, who believe that it is possible, who are indeed in solidarity with others. A oppression of women, we call it triple of passion because as women, society just believes that we're not good enough and we're grateful that we have a constitution that says so, but aren't we struggling, struggling to fight sexism in our society, in our families and everywhere? Economically, it is tough. If 18 million South Africans don't have jobs, 
you, you can imagine. You can imagine how many of those are women and, and youth and young people. And so when we say let's reset, it's because we think even the system, the economic system, doesn't seem to be working What, what, what do you mean let's reset? What, what would reset mean in the South Africa context? Reset would mean, you know, we were even saying reset means a, there is something we haven't done right. Even if it's economic policies or some policies, a, something has taken us back instead of forward. The policies are good, but in terms of implementation, the impact on people is just not positive. It's just not positive. You, we cannot have such an mm. unequal society and sleep well. We can't. Let's so take a couple of calls. Sorry to interrupt you then, Mama. Yes, I'm gonna, I'm, I want to go to Ziad in Bulugu, and I also have a voice note. So I'm going to ask the production team to play the voice note first, please, and then go to Ziad. But here is a message that comes from Dr. Togo is a pillar of strength, and if you want to live and understand women's issues, leadership issues, linking gender issues with religious issues, a true gender activist, and many issues tap into their knowledge. She is a guru in civil society issues. Civil society has role. Most South African become many political parties instead of holding duty bearers accountable and to raise societal developmental issues. So that's somebody who clearly appreciates your work. Let's listen to one voice note before we go to Ziad in Bulugwane, please, for a call. Evening, Songazo. The bigger problem is <laughs> the civil society in South Africa play to the game or to the uh, uh, drums of the person who is sponsoring them. Under Zuma, we hear a lot of noise from civil society. Right under Ramaphosa, Everything is quiet. And the funny part is, they don't even talk as if Ramaphosa was the vice president of Zuma. They talk Zuma independently like he was an individual. They don't know that the president is the president and the vice president. Mm. To the extent that even him, Ramaphosa himself, he say nine wasted years that he was part of. You see? That's the level of arrogance and how ignorant the leaders we have are. Summit in Cape Town. Ziad in Bulugwane, good evening. Thank you for calling. Let's have your thoughts, please. Uh, thank you for having me and uh, thank you for having a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous guest. I've been listening to her. I'm sorry I missed uh, Madam's name, but uh, someone who Koko is an is the name. Mam yes. I hope I said it correctly. Mam you are an intellectual and an educator of the masses, and you are the type of person this country needs. I've been listening to you and trying to make mental notes about just your approach to the uh, technical and sometimes difficult questions Songezo is asking you, and it is just fabulous. And I echo your sentiment that the real builders of this country, the civil society groups, their work is not amplified, is not... Um, I mean, I, I really wonder what's wrong with us when we can't copy what is good and what is working. You know, Deng Xiaoping uh, said about, uh, you know, changing economic philosophy that um, 
you know, we will cross this river by feeling for the stones. And, madam, you are, you are give us hope in a very dejected time because all I can see is poverty and misery. And as our religion says that, you know, when poverty enters the door, religion goes out the window. Strength and good fortune to you. And thank you, Songhezo, for bringing such a fabulous intellectual and educator mm. of the masses. Thank yeah, you, so thank Togo's you, thank got you. Red, red cheeks, I can tell you. She's blushing good and proper yeah, with good reason. Thank you so much there, Ziad. Much appreciated. We have one more voice note, I understand. Congratulations on uh, climbing up the mountain Kilimanjaro. Um, it's truly, truly an inspiration to people like myself who still want to do something concerning their life. One day I wish to run a comrade marathon and now I'm truly, truly motivated. So much appreciated, my brother. Keep it up. Now, I want also to weigh in on the topic that we have just, um, or rather a question that we just posed. You know, South Africa is in a dire situation. The, 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 the space where South Africa it is now, one-on-one -on -one conversation does no longer serve any purpose. You know, communal conversation no longer serve any purpose. We need a bigger platform. We need a much more vocal platform where one can echo these issues, where one can table these issues. So, yeah, you can continue. We can continue doing something um in our little corners and stuff but i don't think it will add much uh as opposed to the situation at hand which is very dire thanks langa and maritzburg thank you so much langa and maritzburg and the question essentially is are you the change you want to see in society in response to that question mohali libona in pretoria says i rate myself a decent six out of ten Although I have made good efforts to better my society in the best way I can and I know how, my position does not quite allow me to enjoy as much influence and as many resources that the actual government does. I do, however, know that there is always space and room for development in context to how much effort I am putting to continuously pour into my community. There is still so much that needs to be done in society, especially and specifically by the citizens. Mom Togo, you've got four minutes to respond and encapsulate essentially the way forward from these contributions and these points that are raised by some of our listeners. Thank you. I think that um, uh, of all the people who spoke, the one who seemed to be a bit skeptical is the person who was talking about the fact that civil society um, is, I may use the term, in quotes, captured by whoever is in power. That's exactly the mistake we make. The mistake we make is to politicize issues of existence, of human existence. Because this article is saying, if we all worked together in a community, if we all made our voices known for good, and for the development of our country. Of course, if we critiqued each other, if we protected each other, if we really set goals and we make those elected accountable and they also respect the voices and open doors for people to talk to them, this country would even be better. But as Saudians, we go further and say, 
we should not talk in general. We should, as a nation, focus on what happens to that child in that home. What happens to that mother in that home? How can we make sure that when a child goes to school, they have all the needs? How can we make sure that access to health is proper, that the services that people receive is proper? How can we make sure that those who are serving people they know why, that it's actually, it should be a calling. It shouldn't just be um, earning my salary, and that's it. Like the story I heard from one of our colleagues who says a woman who was homeless just yesterday went to a hospital, and no one cared, and the baby died simply because she was voiceless. She was not visible. We cannot live in a society where some are more visible than others. Respect for human dignity means just that everyone, whether you have or you don't have, matters. And so if we all came together as civil society in various areas and uh, and pick up where we ought to pick up, things will change for the better because the generations that come will still ask us questions if we really, really give up and say it's too much. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Let's let, let's leave it there, Mam Togon Bumluana, Chairperson, South African Woman in Dialogue. That was our attempt at engaging the conversation on why civil society needs to play a bigger role. Thank you so much to all of those who participated in this conversation. After the break, we continue, and we're going to Limbopo. Now, liquor traders in the province are against the new curfews. Why are they against the midnight curfew? A conversation after the break with Selo Skukune and Lesiba Muteo. After the break, engage in the question of liquor, Limbopo, midnight curfew. Let's continue after the break.